Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Thank you for coming to this new season of humanness, of rawness, of digital diary logging type of situation where I just speak about my life experience and I'm not saying that my way is the highway. I'm not saying that um, you have to take what I have to say and apply it to everything. I'm just one human in this grand anomaly of life on earth and this is my little perspective um so yeah welcome to the new season today i have a guest and i will let you introduce yourself thank you hello my name is stella and i'm an artist and i pretty much followed hallie from michigan to washington to hang out on a farm and hallie's my best friend so i was like Let's have a lot of silly goose time. (laughs) And yeah, we're doing podcast episodes together now. Yeehaw! (laughs) Yes. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, so me and Stella have been having lots of silly time. It's nice because um, we're here with more older generation people, like, that are at least four to six years older, and they don't completely understand our sense of humor. Um, But we think that we're the funniest people alive um i feel that's my core me and stella laugh until our stomachs hurt i think at least once every day so that's how i know stella is and me and stella have been friends since like freshman year of high school like the very fall so we've been together for as friends for like six years i mean off and on we've been together (laughs) for like six years and we've seen each other grow and become different people and go through like i've seen you in one of your like hardest states Mm -hmm you've seen me in some of my hardest states like we've seen like the worst of each other we've seen the best of each other and all is welcome so yeah Stella's now here living with me and a farm and um we're just partying up every day and really interesting things have been happening um this episode is going to be about relationships and especially the gen z era and how things are really weird i think for our generation specifically right now when it comes to relationships um and my perspective and Stella's perspective and that situation that happened recently and our own romantic partners from the past and what we've learned and what we want and, you know, even attachment styles with people. I don't know if you know about different attachment styles. I think kind of. a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about that and um, all that good stuff. So, again, welcome. So, how do we want to start? Do we just... Do- we could start by explaining the situation and then going into like our views and similar experiences if that sounds good sounds good (laughs) so um i'll just do the one that happened this past wednesday so um there's a farmer we do farmers markets here on the farm we um we're a dairy goat farm um like sustainably ethically um we're not like a big corporation we're just a small beautiful little farm and um so we sell our goat's milk and we sell um raw cow's milk as well as with our raw goat's milk and we also sell eggs and we sell um and we sell yeah yeah very good um sustainably all parts um raw chicken that is frozen and then we also sell goat's milk soap and so um markets are wednesdays saturdays and sundays and i've never done a wednesday market before but um stella got invited to go to one with one of our other co-workers and then i was like well it's 
I don't know if that's that's not thunder. It's a trash can. Really? I can't tell if that's a trash can or thunder. There's also gonna be background noise that is very distracting. There's like no way of getting complete silence on the farm. Um, Even in the back pasture, like the goats are gonna come up to us. But um, so just we're just rolling with the punches. And we're also very both ADHD, so it's like (laughs) we'll be everywhere. But um, so yeah, me, Stella, and our other coworker. Uh, well actually no i don't want to say names do you say names um we'll we'll say our our coworker a yeah yeah okay because even though there's multiple a's yeah there's multiple a's whatever um yeah she listens i don't even think she listens to podcast podcast anyhow but like i don't want to put her identity like we could personally on there sam we'll figure it wait, out wait wait no but then i have a sibling named that oh We'll just call it <laughs> our other coworker. We're just gonna we're just gonna say our other coworker. Yeah. Um. And so we all went out to this market, and it was good. And then I was I saw well first of all this I thought this person was very very attractive. Um. And I caught him out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, damn, this dude. Like I feel like he's way out of my league because obviously he was older. Um. <clears throat> and so then I never thought I would see him again until I was going around doing like getting eggs, and then I saw him again, but I never said anything. And then I went to go get food, and he, like, he, like, looked at me and said hi, and I was, like, hi, like, and I was so flattered, <clears throat> especially because, I don't know, I feel like such a kid still, and it's when, like, men come up to me, I just feel weird, I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm an adult now, and that's such yeah. an odd thing to be But even. I feel like we still look pretty young. We do look young. And that's the other thing, is, we'll get to the point of what happened. I'm saying every single detail, I need to kind of, like, just start okay. jumping. True. Um, and goddamn, there's so many flies in here. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so yeah, we were. Me and him were having a conversation. He's like, "I love your smile," and I was like, "Thank you," because my smile is like one of my favorite qualities about myself. And he like targeted that on, and then, um, then I was like, "I love your energy," and he's like, "Thank you." And then he introduced himself and like told him some other stuff about himself that I found really really cool and so I came back with my food to my booth to Stella and our other co-worker and I was like I met this dude I think I'm gonna ask for like his social media um because he's just really really cool and I think he's a very attractive man and then the next thing I know I finished eating and he came up to me with vegetables for free and I was like oh thank you um and then he's like can I have your number and I was like yeah and then he was like what are your interests and I was like poetry and then he started sending me his poetry but it was like some of the things he was also saying were very deep red flags and he was getting very flirtatious and like even was like saying like his relationship status or not his relationship but like what he wants out of a relationship and he wanted to take you on a date yeah and he wanted to take me on a date very clearly he's like we're gonna find a time I'm going to pick you up and we're gonna go on a date and I was like I've known you all of maybe 12 minutes um but okay because I was like again this man was very attractive I was like if if you want to go on a date with me yes and then I turned to Stella and Annie once oh my god I said her name I don't think she's gonna care (laughs) I just don't like disclosing people's personal names on this very public podcast Annie's a common name Annie is a public uh, we're not saying last name also I yeah I think it's fine yeah it's fine okay anyhow you could also like figure out how to beep it out or something yeah I don't think she's gonna care I don't think she's gonna care um and if she does we can we'll figure out a way yeah. to edit anyhow um and so 
I turned to them and they're like, I'm very, like, they were uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't really understand. I'm just very flattered again. Very rose colored glasses I had on. Um, and then um, I went and I started trading more because we can trade eggs, our eggs for other things um, at the other booths, like other vegetables and things like that. Um, and cheeses and potatoes and dill and whatever we want that other vendors also want eggs traded for. And so I was doing that and this guy like comes around the corner. I see him twice. Like he's right by me, but he's not saying anything. It's almost like he's just looking at me from afar. And then I go back to my booth and you guys are just like, yeah, he's watching you, but he's not saying anything. And it's, mm -hmm. it was weird. Yeah. And you guys, it's like, it's weird. And then I started getting really, really uncomfortable. And then an hour passes because I'm already uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. We're all tired. We're all exhausted. We're all like close to the time that the farmer's market's ending. Yeah. Um, and then they had to count up the money and then take it to the, like the vendor managers. And so I'm at the booth and I was uncomfortable being there alone because I had that gut feeling that he was going to come up to me again and do something or say something that I didn't know how to say no to, or I didn't know how to, you know, get yourself out of that situation yeah basically um and so I started talking to our neighbor vendor who I've had a conversation with before and so I start talking to him and I'm like trying to distract why I can like see this person coming up to me out of the corner of my eye and I'm like really trying to get into a conversation with this other vendor um and he still comes up interrupts me and the other vendor's conversation and says I'm leaving can I have a hug and I felt so uncomfortable I did not know how to say no and I was like dude I'm literally in the middle of a conversation do you not understand my personal boundaries or like my physical like there's like I don't know it was just again weird and Stella and our other co-worker saw it would you were you guys at the manager tent when it happened yeah I was like oh. I was watching it from afar mm. and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> and I, I started like kind of speed walking and I was more worried about you but also I was like I'm gonna fucking beat this man up <laughs> I'm just like I was just really it was it happened so often that he was just coming up that i was like i i will have to do something about it <laughs> i will have to like talk to him because it was just like getting to the point where it was already like unprofessional but also he was old he was old and the fact that he was just like it seemed like his his whole agenda was just to like follow you around and i felt very uncomfortable by it so no, after you guys noticed that he was, like, following me around, I noticed that I also felt uncomfortable as I was walking around. And normally at farmer's markets, I'm good. Like, there are – there's always going to be sketchy people at farmer's markets because it is a public space. But, like, this dude was specifically targeting me. And um, so, yeah, he asked for a hug, and I said yes. And we hugged for, like, seven seconds, and it was very uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and – our coworker and Stella starts like speed walking up and I'm like my nervous system's like shock I shocked I don't know what to do I'm like kind of in freeze mode um so trying to talk to the vendor trying to distract myself and um they're like are you okay and I'm like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling and they're like I think you should report that that was very unprofessional especially him going in for a hug was very much not okay perfect size and um Stella's also crocheting right now a cat hat <laughs> yeah um so yeah it was it was unprofessional it made me uncomfortable and other people that I talked to on the farm says yeah um that wasn't okay and things like that has happened before at farmers markets um so yeah we ended up reporting him I'm pretty sure he got talked to um like two days ago um also he was like into witchcraft like 
he like looked at me and he's like I think you're a witch and I was like I'm there's nothing against like pagan paganism or like wicca or anything um but the way he was talking about it sounded like in a very occult way almost and it made me very uncomfortable and he even mentioned that like his family members were in a cult and I was like what is happening (laughs) who just says that to like a stranger I don't know he was also talking about how he like yeah he loved Jesus and I was like I think I should run but I didn't know how to get out of that conversation when he was like trying to convince me to go on a date with him um so yeah it's very interesting being a 19 year old in this new space where everybody in me and Stella's age is living with their parents and going back to college in the fall most of them besides the ones that are also doing the same thing we are and I'm sure they're experiencing the same thing. So if you are, please shoot me a DM on my Instagram at HallieLoves.you. And I would love to have a little chat about it to see your experience, um, if you feel comfortable. And so I've definitely noticed where I, in between the ages of 20 to like 30, you can't really always tell the age difference. Like you can, but it's very subtle. And unless you know, like there was another vendor who I ended up talking to yesterday at um, the other um, market that I do. And I was telling him about the situation. He's like, oh, yeah, that's not okay. Um, it's the bread dude. Oh. Yeah. Um, and he's really cool. Like, he does. He respects my boundaries. Like, he knows when he was supposed to leave, and that's good. Like, he came into my tent, he sat with me, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to leave now. And I'm like, good, awesome, you understand my, my boundaries. Um, and anyhow, he was saying, yeah, that, that's kind of weird and not okay either. And um, then he was saying that he is – 29 and I was like yeah I can definitely see that in you but if like you didn't have facial hair you would have looked like you were 25 or 24 maybe even 23 you could pull off so it really depends and it's really weird to be in the real my parents call it the real world um but like out in the real world and have men hit on you that are older or even women that are older hit on you as a 19 year old because we're still considered babies like we're not even 20 yet but we're also not children right yeah we can't drink we can't buy weed you know any of these things um we can't rent a car we can't sign off on things you know there's so many things we cannot do so technically we're not adults but technically we are adults and so we're in this really weird stage of uncomfortableness with older peoples especially men that find attractiveness in younger peoples it's like well you're of the age of consent so that's all that really matters to me they're like oh you're 18 well i'm gonna have sex with you so they're they're evil (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just i've also connected with this like with some people just like in other ways and then i realized they're so much older and i'm like oh my god how did i not recognize that you're like this other person that I, I think is super, super cool, I still think he's super, super cool, he's just a lot older than me, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I I can't, you know, I have to just be your friend because you are that much older than me, but you are a very cool person, we have very similar interests, um, and so, anyhow, I, it, I just can't get over that situation, so after all that happened, we were all kind of miscombobulated because of the day, we're all very uncomfortable we get into the van we start loading things up I had to like hide because the guy who like wanted to take me on a date and gave me a hug um ended up he I mean he was gone but he also wasn't completely out of the parking lot when you guys left and so I was like hiding in our locked big huge van behind coolers like ducking down in the heat hope 
hoping that he didn't see me go into this van to come up to me um, and like knock on the window or anything and then you guys come and then we pull around and pack up um, and then we get in and then do you want to say what our coworker said oh yeah um so basically um our coworker was like there's a difference between consent and enthusiastic consent and that i think all was just like it was never something i've ever heard mm-hmm. i've just heard like saying yes is you know consent um but like enthusiastic consent is like you actually want it like it's like there's yeah. there's physical like mm-hmm. you can see that someone's like interested body language. body language yeah and i think like you saying yes when you didn't want to like he that's like one thing i wish people could just like notice more yeah. is like you're physically like your body's not turned towards me you're not making eye contact obviously you don't want to talk to me i feel like i i can like pick up on stuff like that like yeah. if i'm talking and i can tell no one's really like responding responding then i'll just kind of stop yeah. yeah but like i feel like it's harder with this older generation as well as men that are older like noticing they just like don't know when to stop yeah. a lot of the time but if you want to say your piece about what our coworker said oh yeah um so anyhow we it all hit us um hit us in ways that we didn't know it was gonna be brought up like i we were all silently not talking but all like crying in the van i'm pretty sure when all of this was um going on and we were just because i brought up that the, the last two people i was with romantically i also didn't give them enthusiastic consent and i felt really weird after being intimate with them and um that made me cry and I was like oh my god like my body was out on the line and I also don't know if I got their enthusiastic consent so I was like did do they feel you know violated by me so I was like questioning my existence and then I was questioning my body being violated as well as you know all these things feeling guilty being guilty all these things were going through my head um and that it yeah it was just it was very interesting how I got brought up, how that happened, and how it all hit us in ways that we weren't ready for, but we all kind of were silently crying about on the way home. Um, another thing I want to speak about that's sad, but it's... I'm so happy that women can now bond over this, um, or at least speak on it, is the place in which we we bond over sexual assault, which should not be normal but it is and at least we yeah. have one another to be like yeah that's happened to me too and i understand your violation of your body's um space um that was violated and not taken care of yeah so like even before hugging one another um here we try to look for more enthusiastic consent and like mm-hmm. we don't want to hug we don't have to hug and like i am a very affectionate person so if i accidentally touch somebody and i don't know how they feel like the first time um i had one of our other co-workers who left here i accidentally touched her on the back i, I did on purpose just because i thought we were close enough and she was fine with it but i like brushed on her back to like show her something i was like here look at this and like touched her back and i'm like oh my god i did not ask if i could touch you are you okay and she's like i'm a very affectionate person it's completely okay thank you for checking in and i was like i am too <laughs> i'm happy you're okay um at any time i touch somebody i don't really know yet um just being very 
aware and I want to know. And even if they say yes, but their body language is saying no, I will remove myself from that situation and be like, okay, I'm going to give them that space. Um, because not everybody knows how to say no. I'm one of those people that has a really hard time saying no to people. And that can get me into very bad situations if the other person knows how to take advantage. And that is very scary. And that's very scary, especially for me to admit on a podcast. Um, I'm a recovering recovering people pleaser because of my own trauma. And um, that's something that I'm working on. But it's funny because it's either I don't know how to say no or I literally will scream at you. Like, I will black out, get angry, and I will be like, fuck you, and I will yell, and I will scream, and then you will know my peace of mind. But before that, it's like, all right, I'm uncomfortable type of situation. But anyhow, that's my peace of mind, and I'm sure once you say more, some more will mm. come up. Yeah. So going back to what our coworker said about the enthusiastic consent versus just saying yes and not being um having a lot of meaning behind it for me i think it really hit home um when i was with a person we weren't like together or anything but it i wanted it to be like that i wanted to be with them i thought like oh you know they look like a fuck boy but maybe maybe i can change them maybe i can be what makes them a better person blah 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 and there was a lot of like manipulation within the very little times that we hung out and the first time we hung out i was like can i go into like detail yeah you can say as okay. much as you want here you just know this just yeah, yeah yeah trigger warning everybody um but i i have no problem like talking about it because i mean it would be one thing if it, i was like it was my podcast i i don't know if i would say everything but I like doing this with you. Anyway, um, so with this one person, um, I discussed, like, hey, I don't want to have sex with you. I've never had sex. I don't want to, like, share this with you, especially in a car. TMI, but, you know, um, I was like, I just really don't want to. And then when I was there with him, um, he was like, can I kiss you? I said yes. I I mean, I did not want to, but then, like, when things elevated, I really was just, like, I guess I was just trying to make them happy, but putting myself on the chopping block. Like, I really just, I felt very violated. I felt like a vessel for, like, his pleasure, and, um, I didn't feel good at all. It, it, It just made me feel really sick, and I felt like I was gonna, like, blow up yeah. essentially yeah. um and then uh, the next time so i wouldn't consider that like assault I, I mean i didn't want it to happen but it did and i did say yes and then the second time was when like it really just didn't go at all the way i wanted like he um like made me touch him in like ways i didn't want to and then um he also like i said yes in the moment but he really like crossed a boundary um and once i say this next part you'll get what happened Mm -hmm. so i had to go into target by myself to buy plan b all by myself i asked him to please come in he's making me buy for buy it after he like did his thing like without like communicating beforehand 
it just kind of happened and I said yes in the moment and it was like I immediately started crying (laughs) and I I was okay about like hiding it which I wish I didn't because then maybe it would have like taught him something I don't know that's also not my job but um so yeah I had to go into Target buy it by myself um and like even the cashier was like giving me a look and was like oh I'm I'm really sorry because I was crying in there (laughs) because I also was on the phone with a friend and she was like you're so stupid like how could you let this happen oh is that that one person yeah yeah Yeah. um and like I get it they were trying to be protective but it just like was not a good time to be saying that after it was like they didn't really know the whole story they didn't know like that I didn't want I've like I've never really wanted anything like that um but yeah So that was what happened then. And then also it made me think about like in another relationship where it's still like, I don't know why, bringing back to like the the generational thing, Mm -hmm. I think men our age, this generation, really just, it's a lot about them. And like now, like some people are like, well, I eat pussy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Um, and then, like, meeting them in real life, they sex is still just all about them. Yeah. And it's never, like, a lot of the times, like, my partner never, like, hasn't asked me, mm-hmm. like, is this okay? It was just kind of like, it happened. And it was fine. Like, we were in a relationship, but even then, I still would have appreciated a little, hey, is this, like, what's the mood right now? Right. Um, right. But yeah, I think I said, like, my my bit. It was just, like, the whole situation with the person at the farmer's market, I was, like, it really just brought me back to, like, the uncom- like the discomfort in situations with my past, like, partners. Mm-hmm. Just, like, being real, real bad. I was, like, God. And then I really just was more worried about you, but. Yeah. Yeah kind of stinks ass but like you know I think collectively we all experience something similar and it really sucks but like nothing's gonna happen unless um we do something about it period period yeah it's um what was the thought that I had? I think it was going back to the consent thing or like, um, oh yeah, yeah. People will talk up like, I had this really, really, with the last person I was intimate with, I had a, I had like a, like a five hour call and an hour was talking about intimacy with this, this per person, dude, this person, dude. Um, and he sounded like he was really educated like he, i don't know he, he very was like sweet and all that stuff and then when it came down to stuff i like literally i so it felt like what i was because i'm a very affectionate person when i like somebody i want to hold their hand i want to hug them all the time um but i also understand that sometimes i need them to understand that sometimes i do not want to hold hands and this person like is once i gave them affection they were all over me and so i needed a little break and then they didn't like when i took that break and they're like you're acting weird and i'm like i just need space and processing some stuff and that was already like the red flag they were like they were kind of I think a little bit triggered that I needed that space. Um, 
and then they were they literally said like because I, I tried to set that boundary and I was like, hey, I hope you know that me being affectionate does not mean that I want to sleep with you. And he's like, no, I don't want to fuck you. And I was like, first of all, I that one guys just call sex like fucking. I'm just like, there's there's like a, a lack of like emotion. Yeah. It, I feel like for them, it's just like a fun little. Oh, I get to come and then right. go and yeah, do have my fun, but you don't matter. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, when you call it sex or you call it, like, making love, it's, like, you are really wanting to understand the movement of another person's body and the understanding of another one's exploration of their body. And so he just called it fucking. He's, like, I don't want to fuck you. And I was, like... And he kept, he said it, like, four times. Like, yeah. he literally went in circles. He's, like, I don't want to fuck you. I don't want to fuck you. And I was, like... But right. I'm going to kiss you and hold your hand and, literally. and touch up on you. Yeah, literally. And then it was, like, 30 minutes... Not even 30 minutes later. We just, like, walked down to this area. And he was, like, like breathing heavy in my ear. And I was, like, getting uncomfortable. And I, he, I was tense. Like, he must have known that I was uncomfortable. Um, but then he's, like, do you want to make out? And I was, like... I, yeah I guess and so we made out and I was like uncomfortable in that too and then I stopped and then he got silent and he was like, kind of upset that I stopped it and um and then like an hour went later and then I still wasn't fully comfortable doing stuff but he, and he didn't really ask me if I wanted to he just started like touching me and stuff like that and I was like I was like okay fine um and that's again no enthusiastic consent it was just like in my head I'm just like oh sure like why not like why not do this um and so yeah other stuff happened and then I stopped that too and then he was like silent the rest of the night he did not talk to me um and I was so uncomfortable I was like especially people don't know aftercare and there was like I didn't sleep with this person but there was like other stuff happening and um I don't know I just I felt oh that's really cute um I just felt like so uncomfortable with with what had happened and that there was no communication to how he was feeling he never asked me how I was feeling and we were sleeping in the back of his car like next to each other um in a very tight space um yeah so I was just like I don't know what to do with any of these emotions and then um god it was just so uncomfortable and then the first person I was like with they were like um romantically or intimately they were just like do you want to go do stuff and I was like sure I don't think I just said like yeah I think it was more of a sure and then we just experimented and it was more it was more awkward I guess because we happened to be friends and this was the first other woman that I I think I was partially in love with and um it was just an interesting situation within that too um where I don't think either of us fully wanted it. We were just curious, and then we didn't know when to stop the exploration, I guess. And so I knew that we were both uncomfortable. And um, it, I also felt kind of like an experiment for them, if I'm, like, being honest with myself. Um, so that kind of felt uncomfortable, but I didn't know how to speak on that. And so, I don't know. So much was happening, and there was no communication on that either. And so when there's no enthusiastic consent or no actual honesty of what bodies are feeling or anything so many boundaries across and it's so incredibly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to even talk about it afterwards or to then be with another person romantically because it's like I don't want that shit to ever happen again yeah Yeah, I think um the biggest thing that me and my partner right now um me being across the country or yeah across the country doesn't really help (laughs) but like I think one of our 
biggest problems is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I think that communication is so important. Like, every, I feel like most people know that. Mm -hmm. But communication before sex and during sex and after sex. Yeah. You, it can't just be, like, can I put my wiener inside of your hole or put my wiener anywhere or whatever whatever appendage you have (laughs) can i do this to you can we do this together this that that is not a conversation that's the asking of consent Mm -hmm. um and even that shouldn't just be like a a one and done question yeah um but the communication you should be having before sex is more like um how do you want this to go what do you want to do like what feels good for you yeah. and then during sex you can communicate mm-hmm. i think i just have a hard time like verbalizing like how i feel mm-hmm. and like i've never had sex where i felt good so i think it's just hard to get like get into the the cycle of like trying to make it better yeah. and i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of the time men just have like they get into like a a weird state where they it's like a performance for them Mm -hmm. so then it makes it feel like you have to do the same thing yeah but like at least they get to come that's like the worst part but yeah yeah. again the communication is the most important part you can't just go into something and not like when your expectations don't meet reality that's when it gets like frustrating and upsetting um and i think yeah like with both of our situations if communication just happened then it wouldn't have been as uncomfortable as it has been is what i would hope like (laughs) communication would hopefully fix that yeah if that makes sense yeah it's just it's yeah there has to be so much communication also i think before you get with somebody romantically you have to know what you want yeah and i think i can't i don't blame men and i don't blame women either Mm -hmm. because both parties can be wrong and bad um and anybody in between not wanting to leave anybody out and there is that space in which i'm at like a lack of words right now and i'm okay. trying to think thank you um god damn there's so many flies in here i'm gonna I get all these out so i think flies have the lifespan of like one day <laughs> yeah Hopefully they don't lay like freaking babies in my room now that would be bad um yeah that would be but there's that space in which, um, like, there's shame that men feel when they can't make somebody fin or they can't. Yeah, well, get- some. Yeah, some of them don't care. Some of them don't care. Yeah, at all. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, some of them don't care. Like, with the one person I was with, he, like, wanted to see me, like, be happy with what he was doing, but I wasn't, and that really made him frustrated. Um, but also, men hold sometimes a lot of shame um with thing like oh, there's some things i want to share but i don't i can't on this podcast like there's just some things i just it's a boundary of mine Could i can't cross and then cut it out i've already told you that part the, the part that i want to say though. um i'll tell you after the podcast okay. <laughs> but um yeah where men hold a lot of shame around sexuality that's why they're so fast and that's why they're just like that's why they say straight sex lasts like three minutes and it's like i can tell you yeah it pretty much does gosh yeah like when i was with a woman it was it lasted like an hour because we were experimenting and we wanted to know what felt good on one another 
And that was the good thing about being with another person of the same genitalia as you, as you know what you want and they also know what they want. And often lines cross where it's like the lines aren't being crossed, but lines are intersecting to what you both like is the same thing. Yeah. So you can like what you like on you is what they like on them. Um, excuse me, but with somebody with the opposite genitalia, especially because we have no education here in the yeah. United States, for God freaking sake, mm-hmm. there's so many things that we don't know. And people like, like sometimes people will just be like oh like you know god i I don't like the word jerk off i don't like that word Mm -hmm. at all but some men will touch yourself yeah yeah or um like for them no on them like they'll be like well you just do it and then like i this is more from like what i've heard from you and then they're just like you're not good at it like oh yeah it's like you did not explain what yeah. you wanted at all. Yeah. I mean, I can't say from my experience, but mm. from your I experience. I can say a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've mostly had an okay time. I guess the, the it would be oral sex is what it's called. Yeah. Um, oral sex is kind of harder because yeah. you have to actually, like, try. Yeah. When you have, fem- like, the, the sex of... Yeah, when you have a vagina. I can't figure out my words. <laughs> when you have a vagina. A vagina. A vagina. A, um, it's sex a lot of the time is just like they put it in, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of that. Um, unless you have a great partner, then yeah. good for you. Um yeah, but you. most of the time it's like um what am I saying? Oh, yeah. Like for example, hand job. We're really getting into it on on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, please no family members are not listening. Um, for example, hand jobs. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Just jerk it around, and then when you do it, and then it's not like an immediate like, oh, that feels good. Then it's just is like discouraging, and. <laughs> I forgot to put my baby people outside. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold your thought. So, on the farm, we have Airbnbs, <laughs> and there's, like, sometimes little kids running around, like, playing with little goats, and we're just, like, screaming at my hand jobs, like, and there's, like, a field behind us. <laughs> I, think it, I think we're fine. I'll just be a little yeah. quieter. Yeah. But, like, or another thing, like, performing oral sex on someone with your mouth. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard. Right. It just depends. And then, like, if it's bad, I mean, sex is bad all the time for me. Do I say anything? No. <laughs> Which I should. You gotta, you gotta I know, like, I gotta. Because if, if your partner's like, you weren't, if your partner's like, you aren't good at giving me fucking head, yeah. then you should be like, well, you didn't make me finish at all. You didn't even get yeah. me fucking Never. close. And it, Never, like, ever. Yeah, and then you should be like, it hurt. You fucking suck ass. You try better next time. Yeah. If he's going to be an ass, you have to be an ass right back. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that we all need to get better at um, yeah. or improve on. But, yeah, like, for example just it's it's just hard like especially when someone's like more experienced versus less experienced like you can't just be like oh you need to practice like on a fucking banana or something mm-hmm. like you need to practice you need to get better you need to extract all of your teeth and get like dentures dentures and um <laughs> yeah you just need to like do better and i'm just like guys i feel like also sex is it's very intimate and a lot of people are like i think i'm less sexual i guess it just depends on the situation but 
I guess, like, with my partner, I feel... I guess with my partner, I'm more like, ooh, I forgot that sex was an option. And then I think about it, and I was like, well, every time that we have had sex, it was not great for me. But, like, I think the sexual frustration... That's another thing we should talk about. Sexual frustration. We have another 40 minutes. I mean, another 20 minutes. Bitches be like, they're fine for a second. And then you get all worked up, and then when... I think it's different for people with the vaginas because like i guess it is kind of blue balls i don't know but like i know but have you ever been like (laughs) this is getting a little graphic can i say it (laughs) um when you get like real turned on and like you can't do anything about it but your partner's there and like wants to but like it's just like it doesn't when you do or your partner doesn't when i when you wait Okay, when okay, wait. Like, for example, you we'll do an occasional little smoochie in the car, yeah. and then he'll be like touching, and then I'll be like, ooh, yeah. and then we can't do anything about it. Oh yeah. And then it's like the sexual frustration. Like I can't, oh, yeah, yeah. like, and I'm sure it happens to them. It's just like for me, I don't know if it's just me being like frustrated. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm saying. Wait, so you want? some from him but yeah he's not wanting but he's not giving like it's oh. just because wrong place wrong time i guess oh, okay. but yeah, like yeah. it yeah. but sexual frustration frustration yeah. is frustrating yeah because when you want something you want yeah something and to have it having to let that go is like difficult yeah but i think that's also like i think everybody needs to practice celibacy yeah like including masturbation like stopping everything yeah because if you can't that's an addiction exactly and if your partner says no and you're like you're giving me fucking blue balls respectfully get the fuck out like yeah. i do not fucking guilt me into fucking touching your penis or your vagina i'm yeah. not down for that mm-hmm. get out. i agree but also sometimes like I, I well for the tmi i feel like i'm very rarely like active with anything really like even masturbation i feel like i maybe do it like twice a month mm-hmm. especially being on the farm like i don't think i've touched myself ever <laughs> but like i don't know it's just it's just hard out here y'all yeah. <laughs> and i think it's just like such a interesting topic and it, i think it's sometimes just hard to like get all all the feelings out mm-hmm. and like put them into words but yeah i think we did a good job about the consent stuff yeah i think better yeah we're we're getting better and i think what we said was hopefully helpful with like the whoa excuse me (laughs) with the with with the enthusiastic consent that's gonna stick with me because i've never heard that ever and i think that's really important to um realize yeah and like when you now you know like going forward that like maybe i have said yes to something i didn't want to do but, like, you actually didn't want to. And then that's, like, a... It's, like, an unsettling feeling. But also, like, now you know going forward that you can be more stern with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also forgiving yourself. Like, we can sit here and we can feel so ashamed for not giving a full yes. And for also maybe not hearing a full yes from mm-hmm. the other person as well. Um, all we can do is forgive. And we don't have to forget. Um or how does that saying go we can forget but we don't have to forgive like or just a really letting it go i don't remember yeah. how it goes forgive and don't forget yeah yeah something like that yeah 
Yeah. So it's like, it's just forgiving yourself because we're also literally just confused children in adults' bodies. Yeah. And, but if you know what you're fucking doing and you still fucking do it. Good for you. Oh, wait. No, good, good for you. Wait. You know. <laughs> if, if you know what you're doing wrong and you're oh. still doing it after the education. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is not good for you. Respectfully, I fuck you, you. If you're doing good and you're still doing good, then good for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Whoa. Whoa, brain anomaly. Uh, we said what I said was not what I said. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that out. Um, actually, we're going to leave it in, but you know. It's still funny. It's still really Guys, funny. I didn't mean it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so, anyhow, I'm trying to, like, be constructive and, like, give them words of advice. Like, if so if you're in this kind of situation, first of all, talk to your partner, Okay whether it's even like friends sometimes you know friends become more than friends and it's like maybe you do a little smoochy smoochy or a little touchy touchy or of like other verbal. things yeah even like verbally you're like hinting yeah. at something yeah or you're like like yeah yeah you're like ooh, ooh yeah you're like floating around communicate like <laughs> um yeah communicate um and be a lot more like I'm learning that so many things are freaking unacceptable that I've been accepting from people in romantic ways. Um, and I'm also a person that's never been in, like, a real, real relationship. I've never had the chance for somebody where I'm, like, actually, I want to be in a long relationship with you because I have kind of high standards. Like, I will have a fling with you, but I will not be in an actual relationship until I'm, like, yes, you're what I can see myself with. <laughs> Stella's almost done with their hat and they're like scrunched down into a little gremlin face. <laughs> Just a little rip. Put the microphone. <laughs> 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 Round of applause. I wish I could put in an applause sound. Wait, I think that I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a bow now. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm gonna try to find the up the applause button. <laughs> that was so good. I hope the microphone really picked it up. I think it's gonna be like extra echoey, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't even know what that sound was, but, um, yeah. So first of all, so step one. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about the part. <laughs> there's, there's more. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't want to. Pr- I don't. <laughs> I don't want to take a dance with the devil. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, actually, I think taking a dance with the devil is sex, but I don't want to take a risk of actually shitting my pants. So that's what I mean by that. Yes, I might just blow in their shorts. <laughs> <laughs> my overalls. If I see I'm flying, if I see a poop streak, I might be start running. I'll kick you out of my room, and then I might cry a little bit that there's dookie on my floor. <laughs> on your white sheets? <laughs> yeah, my white freaking thing so yeah um so step one is to forgive yourself and forgive the other person after you try to communicate with them sometimes you won't get closure from assholes sometimes you will um a person i didn't think i was gonna get closure from i kind of got closure from a little bit ago and i'm hoping that the other person i was with romantically i can also get some closure with not sure trying to let go of expectations but one can only hope and um yeah um, step two is to, I basically just said, step two, try to communicate, try to get some closure. And if you can't, step three is just 
um, doing some trauma work, feeling it, releasing it, and knowing that you won't, you're going to try not to do that to yourself again. And if you do, you're not chasing your tail, you're making your way up from a new awareness. And that's the biggest thing that you can realize. Um, but what else comes up when you we have this conversation? Because we have like 13 more minutes and um, my phone is at 4%, but we'll see how long so it lasts. Like, we could go more into, I guess, relationships um, or like maybe evaluating what would like i don't know i guess you just really have to know yourself and what makes you comfortable like if you are okay with physical touch like and if someone asks you and you feel pressured into saying something or like just i think a lot of this stuff with consent and like anything sexual you just need to know these things about yourself and it's okay if you don't like it takes time to to understand yourself and what you like blah 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 um but yeah, I think just like doing some journaling about like how you envision a healthy relationship and like a healthy sex life um, would be for you. And then when it comes to that time where you are going to get into a relationship or get um, intimate with someone, then then you have like a set, not a script, but like you have an idea in your head and it might not go that way. But you can, like, at least be more comfortable communicating what you've, like, what your plan is, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, set intentions with relationships. Like, if it's just, like, a fun friendship, that's different. But, like, a relationship relationship, like, moving in with somebody, having sex with somebody, um, even kissing somebody or, like, you know, whatever – set your intentions like what do you want out of it it doesn't have to be serious um (laughs) um so those partners sorry calling them um and all these all these areas of um intention setting like yeah journal about it what do you want sometimes you can just be curious like sometimes you literally don't know what you want so go out and communicate with somebody if you want a relationship with them or be like hey i don't know my goals right now i am just like i like you but i just want to experiment like the last person i was with we did have a conversation with and i was like hey i'm not in a place for a relationship but i want to be like the label like friends with benefits like i want to know you emotionally i want to do stuff physically but i don't want a relationship where we're like partners like partner partners you know I didn't want that um and I still don't know what I want I'm just like out here farting around the Pacific Northwest just you know living my best life and if a romantic partner comes along cool then I will figure out my goals along that way but if um things don't work out with anybody it's not meant to be and that's also releasing the expectations so you don't disappoint yourself and you don't disappoint others um actually what the fuck it doesn't matter if you disappoint others because we're gonna disappoint somebody no matter what but um have your best intentions in heart as well and um if you really hurt somebody apologize if take accountability for your actions and be an open and honest person with your feelings and your love and within that comes the emotional part where it's like if you love somebody let them know that you love them even if it doesn't work out like there is this person that i had known for nine months i don't really talk to them much anymore um but a part of me was in love with a piece of them the part that little glimpse that i did know and i ended up writing them a love letter and i and i sent it to them and they received it and they liked it and 
it was really beautiful and I don't really know them to this day but at the time that I knew them it was beautiful and I've had other almost dating people um where like this one dude like he was getting into herbalism and his parents lived on a farm and he's like yeah I'm gonna collect this herb and make you like a period cram tincture um let me know when you want to hang out and I was like that's the cutest thing so it's like just have fun with it as well things don't need to be serious just have your best intentions and heart and again if you hurt somebody just take accountability um and just communicate so if you don't want that serious thing or if you do just be honest and open and be willing for beautiful connections because also know that you're deserving of that so i don't know if there's any else anything else constructive we can we can say but what else is it like being a early not quite adult adult in this dating pool Mm. i think with a lot of like technology being used i think a lot of issues in relationships is responding and like being able to keep up with the relationship uh via text messaging and phone calls because um it's especially when you're doing stuff like we're fairly busy like we have some breaks but like times don't always add up like i'm i'm trying my hardest and i feel like sometimes it's it doesn't get seen that way like the non-stop like oh you keep disappearing like where did you go i missed you like why aren't you texting me back as often and it's like i'm i'm trying my best sometimes like especially with the adhd mind i feel like you know i can't always be on my phone i'm not i'm rarely on my phone and mainly i am only on my phone to text my partner and i feel like it's just hard when it's like very i'm made to feel like bad for not always being there when it's been that way vice versa yeah um so yeah i think like not to be like an old person and be like well the technology is really messing with your brain but it honestly like has affected relationships because of like the lack of communication just like even just saying like how was your day or whatever and then going from that to being like oh you're mad at me blah 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 if that makes sense so i think there's a lot going on and i mean everybody's different like every partner you're gonna have is different but excuse me um i think making sure like knowing the sign the red flags i know like i don't i don't like saying that as often but some things really are like non-stop like affection can be a red flag going from being affectionate to being like where the fuck did you go like um uh like that really pissed me off like Mm -hmm. even if it is like in their mind communication it's you need to treat your partner with like a different level of um respect (gasps) lizzo's walking by oh i wanted to doggies just walking by i've never seen her over here but um oh (laughs) oh god um but yeah i think communication um not the communication what i was saying about like the flags and like manipulation like um or just like being guilted i think a lot of it's just Mm -hmm. guilt like Mm -hmm. you don't love me because you're not texting me yeah um so i don't know if the microphone picked up but gaslighting that kind of thing um but yeah you know it's hard it's hard out here y'all and you just gotta 
do your best to take care of yourself and, um, you know, figure out, I think the hardest part about, like, going into a relationship before you know what you want is, like, figuring it out while you're still in that relationship. Um, but yeah, I really hope that my partner won't see this or hear this because <laughs> I feel like it will be quite obvious, but we could probably block them on Spotify. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not that anything's bad about it. It's just like, I feel like when I do communicate problems, a lot of the time it's like, I understand. It's never like, what can I do to fix it? And yeah, that's not okay. yeah, I'm not gonna say anything more because if he does find this, then I will be scared. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so like, we have four more minutes um, until this needs to be ended, and it's overtime. But um, yeah, like, do not accept gaslighting. Also, boundary setting. Like, I talked about this before, but I was with this person romantically. Um, we were just friends in the in the beginning and then something happened one night and we became more than friends blah blah blah. and um so basically i just i had set a boundary about the i do not like being criticized and that's a boundary that i have with many people like if you criticize me i will shut down and i will not be the same around you um because it makes me feel dumb and stupid and i was called dumb and stupid like most of my childhood so it's like a childhood trigger for me and this person would criticize me and i was like i want to bring this up I feel like I, I feel safe enough to say it, and I was, like, saying that, um, but I don't like when you criticize me, and that the fact that I couldn't come up with an, an exact example, he was like, no, you're lying to me, like, he, I don't know if I told you this part, but he was like, you're, you lied to me, like, in the moment, you, we had a conversation, but you lied to me because you didn't tell me you didn't like criticism, and I was like, dude, I didn't feel safe enough to say it in the moment, and I, did, like, that wasn't okay so somebody also your partner doesn't allow you to set boundaries and they freak out on you that's not okay um even like parents that do that or bosses or co-workers um, i'm getting better at like even with co-workers being like i didn't like that can we please talk about it and if not i need a break from you i don't i don't want to speak to you i don't want to work with you um you know things like this and that and um, your boundaries deserve to be respected and heard and understood. And even if you can't fully understand somebody's boundary, respecting them. Respecting does not take understanding. It's just, it's just literally like that's a huge thing. Respecting does not take understanding. It's just having enough respect to know that you would want yours respected and just be like, if you need to, just being like, hey, I need a break from you. And that's completely valid. That's completely okay. Um, and no feelings need to be hurt. But as soon as you're saying, no, you're not allowed to set that boundary with me, that's when you become the fucking asshole. And I will label you as that. You are that. If you don't respect somebody else's boundary, that's gaslighting, that's narcissism. And respectfully, fuck you for that because it makes people feel like they're crazy. And within that, I also know that narcissists and gaslighters are made because they were also traumatized because of other gaslighters and narcissists. So it's a very weird push and pull between polarities, but it's most commonly found within romantic partners of narcissism um, because you become so intertwined with them. You have sex with them, you live with them, you're with them all the time. You know their bodies, you know their minds pretty well. Um, and so they have a way of getting in and that's something that you definitely need to keep um, awareness of and when you start feeling crazy being like this person is not for me anymore so thank you for coming to this ted talk thank you for coming to this beautiful rant of two humans speaking about our romantic connections with 
other cosmic strangers in the universe on this planet earth um and the wildness of of shit that happens and um yeah also being aware if you're a young person be aware of older people that might be i used to be told like older people might hit on you and i never believed it because i never found i thought i looked pretty young um until 30 year olds started hiding at me at farmers markets and now i have to keep my my guard up um and that's so um i totally forgot that on the app podcasters by spotify it ends at um like a complete hour after we've been doing a podcast and so it really just crapped out at me at exactly 60 minutes and i totally forgot i was gonna do that so this is the ending um since it was kind of like a very abrupt i don't even know how it ended type of situation but that's part of the um originality and the casualness of this podcast as if me and you behind the screen were having a conversation about the relationships um and the oddness of being a human being in the relationship world and especially being younger um more of our generation listens to this so it's it's very interesting to listen to but anyhow i love you and i so 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 appreciate your existence and for listening to my existence and just for being you and showing up and and loving and hating and i don't know all is welcome like I can't just be like oh I love the way you love but the way that you also have unreasonable passion or even excruciating beautiful passion for things I'm at a lack of words I just got up um editing this but you are a magnificent human being because there's nobody else like you so please stop being like anybody else and just be you and be bold and be loud and my favorite people are the people that are fucking loud like my the class clown people my kind of people i love those kind of people and when you first meet me i'm a very quiet person but as soon as you know me i'm a very class clown loud uniquely i laugh at everything i'm a very giggle giggly girl i i don't know um and so people have really been embracing me and who i am and my my giggliness and my my laughter and um even when i think somebody doesn't like me they'll come around and be like i really love you like you know I really appreciate you, and I'm like, oh, I thought you didn't like me, and they're like, what, and blah, 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 and that's just, I'm starting to become myself, and sometimes I hold a lot of shame around my, me, and not morphing into somebody else to have them like me, because it's a reflection of themselves in a mirror, but rather, it's just me, um, so yeah, thank you for being you, and thank you for showing up, and I hope that wherever you are in time, you're having a magnificent time, and if you're not, also know that this too shall pass, and just honor that shit that you're, you're stewing in right now, and yeah, I will talk to you when I talk to you, bye!